All right, it's 11.03 on a Friday. We are at Riverwind Casino, luxury hotel, fine dining, live concerts, never-ending rewards, riverwindcasino.com. We are underway in the postseason for college softball. Duke first up this morning as they face off against George Mason. Oh, they're in a rain delay. Of course they are. So, that fits right into the top five stories of the day. Here we go. Top five stories of the day brought to you by Newcastle Casino. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. Newcastle Casino, newcastlecasino.com, R-E-E-L. Real gamers, best reels in town. Happy hour Monday through Friday. All right, big story number five, Josh. Uh-oh. Number five. My bad. I hustled through that. Because Dr. Kevin Clazel is waiting for us because the biggest story of this day appears to center around the weather. We already have a rain delay in our very first game of the day in softball. But, Dr. Clazel, first of all, Good morning. Thank you so much, as always, for your updates. How are we feeling about 4 o'clock this afternoon weather-wise for the Sooners? Good morning, Chris. I'm going to blame you, right? I mean, I know it's Newcastle-sponsored, but I think you just said you are at River Wind, and River yes. Wind, I think we're going to have both of those, right? <laughs> it's, uh, it's a little dicey, right? We had all this rain this morning, and what we're watching for this afternoon is the sun to come out, which, of course, that's happening and that will give us a chance at storms when the front arrives. And that should probably arrive between 4 and 5. And with first pitch, you know, just after 4 o'clock, uh, it does give us a little bit of, of uh, sort of hesitation for whether we want to move that. But against TV schedules and things like that, it's, it's a little bit difficult sometimes. So I think we have to prepare or the possibility of some rain showers and maybe even a lightning strike when that front rolls through, then the rest of the evening should be nice. Uh, you know, a little bit on the fall feeling side, a little bit on the football weather feeling side with a north wind and cooler temps. So basically, if, uh, and, and for those that aren't familiar, Dr. Clazel has been on with us a lot at Texas Embassy on Twitter. You can go follow him and get great information. Uh, OU Department of Campus Safety, meteorologist and EM, and he's one of the, the first guys that every, if not the first guy, that everyone turns to whenever you need a weather update for an event. It, it sounds as if, if we're not able to go at 4 o'clock, Doc, there is a really good chance we could, we could go and be fine for both of these games later in the evening. Absolutely. I Both these games get played this evening, no doubt. That's incredibly reassuring. Now, will you take us, I don't know how much you can tell, and I don't know how much we're allowed to talk about, but what that process is like. You send the update, you start talking with NCAA. I know you worked a lot with the Big 12 this past week because they, they had a lot of weather concerns in Oklahoma City, but can you take us through what that process is like whenever there's weather, electricity concerns, if you will, if you will with lightning and kind of, the conversation piece and who's all involved and who all you talk to. Sure. And that's going to depend on the event, right? Each event at OU has a different set of game managers. So I will be in uh, conjunction with them. Each team has a set of athletic trainers. So I will be uh, working with them as well so that they know kind of what I'm telling the big 12 and and others. I don't know if that's in, that might be construed as insider trading, but but, uh, the, uh, again, as many people as want to blow up my phone, that's 
typically happens. And you're right. The Big 12 blew it up last weekend with respect to both softball and track. Uh, but we were able to navigate both the softball tournament and the track meet and get everybody in. Uh, I was, uh, of course, you know, you just mentioned my, my Twitter handle, Texas Embassy, and I think most of the people know me, uh, know sort of my origin story. I will tell you this, during that Saturday uh, Longhorn Sooner uh, final on softball, I was being told to shut up and there were going to be no lightning delays, right? I I can't bail out the Longhorns when they get in deep trouble. And uh, sure enough, man, I'm glad we moved that game on on that Saturday because it was ugly in Oklahoma City about an hour and a half after that game ended. Uh, if we had started that game at sort of two or three like it was supposed to be, we'd have probably been sitting in a two-hour and 40-minute rain delay in the sixth innings the way that turned out. So, again, we, we try to make sure that we're the office of yes. We never want to cancel anything, uh, but we certainly want to move things around so that we can get the, the game experience, right? Nobody wants to sit through a delay, and we know that so many people don't come back after delays, right? They just say, well, right. you know, forget it, I'm going home. Uh, and that's not good for anybody. So we want to maintain the integrity of the game window and the experience for the fans, uh, and that's pretty much the goal. So if uh, just one final thought here, Doc, before we let you get back. And you know me, I'm, I'm very grateful for your time. Four o'clock might be dicey, but as far as playing both of these games tonight for softball and the baseball game, which is uh, looks to be outside of our weather concern window, just maybe a jacket, some gloves, maybe a hoodie tonight, but we should be good to go. Absolutely. On all counts, yes. Made my day. Thank you, Dr. Clazel. I appreciate you your bet. patience with us, man. You Talk guys to have you. a great one. You too, buddy. You too. All right. You think maybe next time we get Dr. Clazel on, he can do his victory lap about Justin Verlander? He could do a victory lap, yeah, (laughs) whenever he wants. Sure. He was, uh, Dr. Clazel is a big Houston Astros fan. And uh, when Dr. Clazel, I'll I'll text him nonstop. He's probably tired of me texting him. But whenever uh, whenever Verlander went to the Mets, he was a little bit mad. He's like, eh, I think we'll be okay. He's right. He's right. Verlander's been a nightmare so far for the Mets. All right. So, Josh, let's let's bring that down to, like, a digestible nugget for everybody. Four o'clock, OU Hofstra, maybe a little bit of a concern, but six o'clock, OU Hofstra, <laughs> eight o'clock, Missouri and Cal. Right, maybe a little bit more doable. It really seems as if it's not going to affect baseball at all tonight with the first pitch of that game set for, what, 6.30 here this evening? So uh, it, it looks as if the the concern would just be the the start time for the, the first softball game today more than anything else. Terrific news. Uh, terrific news that we'll be able to get both in, even if we have to just push them back a little bit. So... That's great. And then uh, we, we think, yeah, we're, we're good to go, right, going forward the rest of the weekend. Yeah, and in fact, I didn't even really ask him because, for the most part, what he's said consistently about the weather for this weekend is that we're in good shape and we'll be good to go. And just, again, that's 6.30 tonight for baseball, Bedlam Baseball in Mitchell Park. Then OSU is it has its series finale here in Norman with the Sooners on Sunday, or Saturday at 4. So remember, Thursday last night, but Thursday, Friday, Saturday. 
And so for softball, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, with that wiggle room to play into Monday, but if my memory serves correct, I only remember ever playing one game on a Monday in the regional as far as since I've been doing games in 16. That's not to say it's never happened. Um, but that was Tulsa in 2017 when they had the if necessary game after, you know, Sid and, and CC's home runs, dramatic home runs. But, yeah, and in fact, Dr. Clazel just texted me. He said the weekend is great. So there you go, man. There we go. He's the best, is he not? He's, He's awesome. The best. And the fact that he can jump on and talk a little sports is Even we, we were asked, hey, why is Weatherman Jay not the official guy? Well, we, we're, we're loyal here. We're loyal. Listen, and, and first of all, it is Dr. Kevin Clays. That's right. I mean, that, that means a lot to us whenever you have a doctor in front of your name. But love Dr. Clays. Dr. Clays was kind of our dude. I mean, it is what it is. Do you know what else? You know who else I have to give a credit to every time we have him on? Every time we have Dr. Clazel on, I've got to give a tip of the cap to Jackie Livingston because uh, I, I want to say maybe it was it last year during the Super Regional when we first started having Dr. Clazel on? No, you know what? It was football. It was in the football season. And, and Jackie said, he's awesome. He'd be great. You should have him on. I was like, really? And she's like, yeah. She was right. She was right. So, ding, ding, ding. So Sooner fans – I guess the term would be, like, rejoice, feel better about things, because it looks like we're going to be good to go tonight. Now, maybe not 4 o'clock, but as Josh said, right now it's looking pretty nice. So hopefully hopefully when that, that front moves in, it'll give us, you know, plenty of time to, uh, to be prepared for a potential later start. But, again, we'll keep you up to date from our show to Steel Man to Locked In to – the rush, we got you covered in, in updates if this time happens to shift. But for now, it looks as if we're going to take it right up to first pitch and hopefully be ready to go at 4 o'clock. All right, big story, number four. Number four. PGA Championship is ongoing as we speak. And you know what? I'm not going to lie to you. I'm pretty pumped to see Bryson DeChambeau up there. He is the clubhouse leader at four under right now, though Justin Rose is off to a nice start today. He is two under through nine. But overall, from everything I've heard about Oak Hill Country Club, Josh, not necessarily not necessarily playing as difficult as it could, but in the same vein, not necessarily overly easy either right now. The, uh, the frost added some condition problems yesterday, and I think what? Right now you're only looking at two, three – like, what, 10 to 11 golfers that are even under par right now? Yeah, it's it's not playing easy. It's it's playing difficult. How about John Rahm? It looked like things were going to go great, and all of a sudden you look up and the Masters champion is six over entering mm-hmm. today. But uh, And Rory McIlroy not off to a good start again in a major championship. So the, the way we started this season was big three, Rahm, McIlroy, Scotty Scheffler. Rahm checks off the Masters. Scheffler right there toward the top of the board. And one of the storylines from the last major championship into this one, and really for any major the rest of the way, right, is live versus PGA Tour golfers. You had Kepka leading right there in the mix uh, at the Masters, and guess what? He couldn't finish the deal. Mm-hmm. And right here you've got DeChambeau early, a live golfer, leading the way, though, uh, uh, you know, obviously Scheffler, one of the big stories, is right there lurking too. So we'll see what uh, day two brings. Should be fun. It's going to be um... – it's going to be entertaining. I've, I've, I didn't find myself going all in 
yesterday in the coverage, but then I, it's, it's, it's not like I was, oh, I'm avoiding that. That stinks. That stinks. It's terrible. I've loved every single minute of it so far. So we'll keep you updated as well on that all day long. All right, big story number three. Number three. Um, oh, my gosh. What a fun game last night between the Lakers and the Nuggets. Yes, I'm a Lakers fan, and yes, things didn't go well for the Lakers. But, hey, uh, I'm here for a good game, right? I'm not – I'm so in on softball right now. It's not, I'm not even living and dying. I think I think I let out one fist pump and one let's go when Austin Reeves banked in a three-pointer to cut it to like a two-point game. It, it did, uh, yeah. It made it 101-99 at that point. <laughs> I think that was my one moment. But Jamal Murray was just too much last night for the Lakers. Maybe. See, this is what happens when I go back to the old computer. Jamal Murray. Working against Hachimura. Five on the clock to Jokic. Back to Murray. Murray goes to the right hand. He gets jumped by LeBron. Takes a three. That good! He was really good last night. He was really in the fourth quarter. We should be really clear. In the fourth quarter, he was really good. Um, and and it's interesting because what I've found, Josh, is it's more than just it appears the Nuggets, you know, winning this series. They're up two games to none right now. Twenty three point fourth quarter for Jamal Murray, and I think. He finished with 37? Yeah, 37 last night and 10 boards. But it almost seems as if they're on this crusade to get more respect. I feel like put some respect on our name is something they could basically say in every single post-game press conference because they are uh, they are without a doubt they are without a doubt a team that seems to be playing with a bit of a chip on their shoulder right now. Remember, Denver, when we began these playoffs, was regarded as this fake number one seed. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously Denver fans didn't feel that way, and there's certain portions of the NBA media that didn't feel that way, but there was some of that out there where they weren't taken seriously as this number one seed and this juggernaut to get uh, through the Western Conference Finals into the NBA Finals, and you you do, you got to go earn it. When you're at Denver and you haven't done that before, but uh, Nikola Jokic and Murray, they've they've answered the bell so far throughout these uh, NBA playoffs. And now we'll see. I mean, L.A.'s, LA's in trouble, Plank. No, oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Even though the only thing that's happened so far in this series is what's supposed to happen. The home team has won the first two games. We don't need the media attention. We don't need um, they're this, they're, they're this playing. They're playing really well. They're, I mean, we don't need that. We're going to go there and try to win game and uh, – we're going to be quiet. We're going to not talk about it. Maybe some guys will. But uh, uh, but I think in general, we don't need uh, talking trash. We don't, need, we don't need that. It's kind of funny because it's he's like, we don't need that. I'm like, literally, your coach is complaining about it every single game. <laughs> but I like Mike Malone. I'm... I wonder, why are you getting all caught up in this crap, man? Just go enjoy the game. How about uh, this? So we talked about Jamal Murray, 23 points in the fourth. Mm-hmm. That plank via ESPN Stats and Info, his fourth career, 20-point fourth quarter in the playoffs. That's the most of any player over the last 25 years. He's really good, man. And I feel like he gets forgotten because of the injury last year. 
but I really like him. I really like him a lot. Well, I wish he I wish he wasn't playing the Lakers right now. And, and even before the injuries and, and everything, going into the bubble and coming out of the bubble a little bit too, Jamal Murray has been this guy that, to Nikola Jokic, he's not regarded the same way. By some, it feels like, say, a Devin Booker would be to Kevin Durant or so on and so forth. He's not regarded as this elite number two option. No, he's not. He's not at all. He's not at all. Hey, um, Austin Reeves is having himself quite the season. He was asked after the game about LeBron James taking questionable shots. I mean, he can shoot all he wants. It's LeBron James. Uh, I don't think anybody bats an eye when he shoots a shot uh, or questions a shot. So we want him taking, you know, whatever he feels comfortable with just because, you know, He's a, a winning basketball player, you know, for his whole career. And that's all he wants to do. He wants to win. Mm. Yeah, that's a good business. Good business decision right there. Well, but here's the thing. LeBron James is really struggling from three in this postseason in general. It just hasn't been – it hasn't been a shot. Look, look at this stat. Look at this stat. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Sorry, Instagram reels, too many of them. He's missed 19 straight three-pointers in the fourth quarter, dating back to game two of the first round last year. It's the longest streak by any player in the last 25 playoffs. Um, I, I don't know why. I don't know why. He keeps shooting them. Yeah, and when was it? There was a moment late where he took one in this game, wasn't there? And it yeah, was tie the game. Yeah, right? It, 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 I, yeah, th- I mean, that that probably Hold is on. right. There, I, maybe there were a couple, but uh, th- there was one moment where it was like, oh, what are you doing? Why are you taking that shot? Anthony Davis took a really, really bad three. Hold on, I got the play-by-play up. Yeah, because Davis, Davis took that corner three that would have tied it. Right, maybe and that's what it. I'm thinking of. Yep, uh, that was. Let's see the the LeBron James, the LeBron James missed layup was just horrible. Both of them. Yeah, 40 seconds to go. 103.99. Davis is open in the corner, blows it, misses it, uh, and then then the Lakers get that turnover and they miss a layup. Yeah, that's like a five-point swing. That's the ball game right there. LeBron went in and and uh, maybe I guess should have should have dished it off, but couldn't finish. So the the, the AD three would have brought them back within one. One. That's right. That's right. I do you think? Is there any part of LeBron James that looks at it and says, maybe I need to be a little bit less settling for three? And I need to attack a little bit more. I, I think he does, but this is why I told you I do think there are signs throughout these playoffs that he's an aging player. I think he settles yeah. for those a little bit because he picks and chooses his spots to to be that guy that puts his head down and gets downhill. I just don't think he can do that every trip up and down the floor. And so we see him settling for more three-point shots in bad moments. I will say this, Josh. That's about as bad as Anthony Davis and LeBron James have played combined that I've seen in the second half. They were terrible. So tonight you get game two between the Celtics and 
the Heat. Miami took game one, so they're already a leg up. They're in a great spot for game two tonight, which, again, this now we can debate and fight over must-wins, but this is a must-win situation for Boston here tonight. All right, big story number two. Number two. Speaking of must-wins, I would assume it's uh, fair to say, Josh, that we're in a must-win situation for the Oklahoma Sooners tonight as far as uh, keeping some hopes alive for an at-large berth to the NCAA tournament. Though, though, I don't necessarily know if losing the series knocks them off the bubble. Getting swept definitely could. D1 Baseball had them as one of the last four ins. But last night was, well, last night got away from him. You know, you give up a grand slam and you fall down uh, seven to one. That kind of kind of makes things a little bit more challenging in an uphill battle against Oklahoma State. But the Sooners ended up losing last night by final score of thirteen to two. I say seven to one. It was what it was seven zip before the Sooners put a run on the board in the third, and then OSU added four more in the fourth. So, you know, you just gotta you gotta buckle down and. You know, hope you can get a good start from Carmichael tonight. Yeah, yeah, and, and you go win this game tonight. Everything, complexion can totally uh, shift on you in a hurry. Win the final uh, two here, win this series, and what? You finish with a 500-12-12 mark in Big 12 play? That's right. That's right. Oklahoma needing to continue to build the resume. 29-23 overall. You heard Josh mention it, 10-12 and 12 in Big 12 play. You know, the one thing that caught my eye last night is how good the games were. Um, uh, well, I should say one of the games in the Big 12 was. I I started following a couple of the, the scores, and Texas was absolutely manhandling West Virginia last night. So they were, let's see, what did the final score end up being in that game? Oh, yeah, 12-2. to two. Um, Kansas was in a really good game with Texas Tech, and they ended up beating Texas Tech three to one. I mean, that is a horrible loss for Texas Tech, who gave up two runs in the top of the ninth inning to lose to Kansas. And then Josh, Kansas State is down six to five in the bottom of the ninth inning. They score the tying run on a pass ball and then win the game on a walk off. So it'll be fun tonight. Six o'clock, uh, TCU, Kansas State. Six thirty, West Virginia. Texas, uh, 6.30, Kansas and Texas Tech. And then, of course, our eyes will be on Norman, where OU looks to even the Bedlam series at 6.30 against the Cowboys, which are, yeah, Cowboys. <laughs> Sorry, so used to softball, I say Cowgirls all the time. Which gets us to big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Well, it is here. The official start of the postseason, but a winter rain delay between Duke and George Mason. I told you, rain's going to play a major factor in some of these games today and a lot of the games tomorrow. If you're just tuning in and missed big story number five, Dr. Kevin Clazel came on and said, we're good to play games tonight. It just not. It might be a little bit tough at 4 o'clock this afternoon for Oklahoma and Hofstra, but we should be good to get the two games in this evening. Might be a little bit chilly, um, but they're rain delayed right now between George Mason and Duke. Ole Miss and Baylor will get underway at noon. Also at noon in the... Evanston Regional, Northwestern, Miami of Ohio, and Kentucky. We'll keep you up to date on scores. We'll hear from JT Gasso, though, as we count down to first pitch for Oklahoma and Hofstra. That is your top five stories of the day, as always, brought to you by Newcastle Casino right here on the ref. 
We are at Riverwind Casino on a Friday. Steel Man coming up next. Riverwindcasino.com. Incredible, incredible upcoming concert series. You can find all the information, including, let's see, what is today's date? Next Saturday night with 38 Special and Blue Oyster Colts. Gin Blossoms are kicking off June and the Beats and Bites, which returns on June 10th. Um, gosh, Collective Soul has a new date. Uh, Gabriel Iglesias is nearing a sellout. Dwight Yoakam already sold out. Tickets still remaining for the Counting Crows in August. And Gary Allen, plus much more. Learn more at Riverwind.com or just come by and check it out at the box office. All right, you know what I have not done a good job of keeping tabs on here today? And maybe it's why my stress level is so low, Josh. What is that? I, I have not spent a lot of time on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. So, you want you want to go, you want to go through some of these here and see what it does for the uh, for blood the old pressure. blood pressure <laughs> heading down the home stretch. Yeah, sure, sure. Okay, all right. It's the best way to stay. In t- I and by the way, this is kind of. Um, it's the best way to put this, Josh. It's kind of old-time hockey. Eddie Shore, old-time hockey. I usually, I am really big at going through and picking out the best. And, you know, if I get triggered by one, you know, saying, ah, you know what, I'm going to ignore that. I'm not going to fight that fight today. But we're just, we're coming in hot, man. Like I said, I've been, this has been a commercial break when we've been cultivating sound and we've been trying to get everything ready for the rest of this Yow Very Radio program. So, uh. You ready? You feeling good about the way things might go here, or are you worried about it a little bit? I feel okay. Yeah, I feel okay. All right. All right. Well, here's the first one. How many pitchers did Sooners use? Apparently, they weren't on point getting knocked out by the Pokes. What an embarrassing loss. Hard to argue that. Yeah. Too many walks, too many hit batters. Obviously, got sideways in a hurry. Can't have a, a four-run third and fourth and expect to go win a Bedlam game. But today's a new day. Baseball, here you go. My box score tells me that they used six different pitchers and gave away 14 free bases. Nine walks, five hit-by-pitches. Yeah, that sucks. But, you know, you said it. It's all about series wins now. And go get your Friday game. And set yourself up for a decisive game three on Saturday. Hey, this is – Oklahoma State's been one of the best teams in the country this year. One of the best teams in the country. Uh, here's one. LeBron King Flopper. I don't know <laughs> if you happen to catch the post-game press conference, but they don't um, – they don't practice flopping with the Lakers, okay? I don't know where you're getting this from, but they don't practice flopping. Uh, please tell the stat about LeBron's dry spell for three in the fourth quarter. 24 seasons? How many years? What 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 year was the last made playoff three for LeBron James? I mean, do I really have to go back and relive it? You guys really want to do this to me? It's one of the longest dry spells in the history of the NBA from three. LeBron has missed 19 straight three-pointers 
in the fourth quarter dating back to game two of the first round this year. That's the longest dry spell by any player in the last 25 postseasons. Are you happy? Uh, Shark writes, LeBron is a great three-point shooter, just not much of a hitter of shots. (laughs) You sound like me trying to describe my basketball skills. How you basketball? I shoot the ball. I don't make it very often. <laughs> I could sure let them uh, fly. They're just not going through the bottom of the net. Um, this is from Johnny from UConn. What about LeBron falling from the free throw line to out of bounds when Jokic touched him with his pinky? Hey, listen. Listen. Nikola Jokic is a very strong man. So... Him touching you with his pinky would be like most people giving you a full-on forearm shiver. So you just hold on there, buddy, and you're judging Johnny from UConn. I will. I, listen, I love the. I mean, I love the Lakers. I love them. They're my team. They have been since birth. But I'll tell you, just they're they're in the Western Conference Finals. I should be over the moon enthused. I should be talking so much gas. I just. I don't know if – I don't want to set myself up for disappointment. I just – I don't feel like they have enough gas to get across the finish line. Oh, and the inevitable Anthony Davis injury is coming, right? So – and I'll add this to it. I'm not going to lie. What the Thunder have done the last few years, not being in tank mode, kind of – or last year, I guess I should say, kind of sucked me into OKC and what they're doing. I'm digging Shea Gilgis-Alexander. You know, Josh Giddy is a guy that we see at a lot of Sooner events. Um, I, I mean, I'm not, like, renouncing my fandom here. I still love the Lakers, but I'm just not all, you know, like I should be at this point, Josh, and I don't know why. Softball might have a lot to do with it, too. Well, I'm sure that it does. D- depending on what happens uh, in Game 3, this, this thing could shift right back the other direction. Right. Uh, you know, the Lakers have had their, you know, had their chance definitely to win that game last night when they were up 11 in the third. So we'll see. I'm not calling time of death on L.A. just yet, though obviously down 2-0 you're, you're concerned a little bit. The one thing that was kind of interesting about that flop, LeBron shoves Jokic first, but I will right. defend LeBron in this respect. A pinky to the eye is not necessarily a comfortable thing. No, it is not. It is not. All right, here's um. That the 918 writes, do we have a, a rainout schedule for softball by chance, and is it TV time related? I, if, if you heard Dr. Kevin Claysel right off the top of this show, the, uh, the good news is that it looks like we're good to go tonight, right? Because to, to me, even if OU can't go at 4 o'clock, and as we sit here on this Friday at 11.38 a.m., Oklahoma and Hofstra are still on as scheduled for 4 o'clock this afternoon. Now, times can change. We know that. Oh, my man just left. Times can change. But we had Dr. Clazel on at the top of the hour, and he said that every indication he, he has in his models and what he's forecasted is that we're going to play tonight. And it's just going to be a little bit chilly but the rains in the the front, I mean, if I'm remembering this correctly, Josh, it's going to push through well before 
you know, it may be even first pitch of the baseball game tonight between Oklahoma and Oklahoma State and Bedlam down in Mitchell Park. So everything is a good to go right now at 4 o'clock. And uh, we'll just we'll wait and see if things end up getting pushed back a little bit because of weather concerns. It's going to be a little bit chilly, but in that same vein, everything I got, I mean, Dr. Clazel even said it, we're playing two games tonight. So it might not start at 4 but bottom line is we, we have a good weather forecast going forward after what might be some wild afternoon fronts. What is, uh, what's the schedule tomorrow? Winner's bracket would be at 2? That is correct. What about the, the, the loser's bracket? Do they go off first or are they after the winner's bracket game? No, no, th- that's actually that's a, that's a very good question, Josh. So here is as far as I understand it, the Norman Regional – softball schedule and kind of how things are going to play out the first game of the day on saturday will be oklahoma and if you know that what yeah if, if if they win that's right that's right if they win that'll be the first game of i the mean day. i know it's probably it's probably gonna be oklahoma but hypothetically right no 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 you're absolutely right and then immediately after that the teams that lost today will play each other. Okay. And so that's hey, – do you want the game times here real quick? So my, my thought process is this. Even if you play late tonight, Cal, Missouri, not that bad of a deal because you sleep in and, you know – Sure. You, you know, whether you're the, the early game if you win or that's 2 o'clock if you're the later game. I mean, so it's not going to be that detrimental to anybody. No. And probably Sooner fans – if you get to start this game a little bit later tonight, it's not all bad either for, no. you know, folks traveling in, et cetera, et cetera. Right. No, exactly. So just just because you asked, is it already 1141? Okay, just because you asked here real quick. OU Hofstra today at 4. Cal, Missouri, 630. So, I mean, it's very, very likely not an official report by any stretch of the imagination, just our assumption, this is an assumption, is that the first game probably will go about 630. So, OU and Hofstra probably right around six. They're just just a projection, but then the rest of the weekend schedule shakes out pretty good. The winners of the two games today would play tomorrow at two. The losers of the two games then would start after that around four thirty, and then the two teams that are still alive would then play tomorrow at seven o'clock for the right to turn around and play Sunday at one o'clock against a team that's won their first two games. There you go. All right, 11.42, we have to break. We have to break. Plank shows at Riverwind Casino on a Friday right here on The Ref. I can tell you something. Um, Boy, y'all really like to pile on LeBron James. Here's one from the 580. Of course, Plank is sticking up for the biggest baby ever, LeBron. (laughs) I'm just just saying, man. People don't like the Lakers, man. Jokic Jokic is a big, strong dude. Uh, True Sooner. Is there any more of a drama queen than LeBron James in the NBA? All right. Um, Brian with a Y in Tulsa asks a good question. Happy birthday. Is it Brian with a Y's birthday? It is, yes. Would you like to wish him a happy birthday? Happy birthday, Brian in Tulsa. One of two people in my life I know that spell Brian with a Y. Most of the Brians in my life are B-R-I-A-N. But Brian in Tulsa and my father-in-law, both Brian's... With a Y. Uh, are we Duke supporters for Sid Romero? 
The answer is a resounding yes, sir. And not just for Sid. That's um, They've done a really nice job with that program. Um, Marissa Smith, I think, is their coach's name. I mean, heck, I thought I thought Justin Thomas was from Georgia literally for the whole week, so <laughs> who knows? I might be making up a name. But they have really – they have really done a nice job for a program that's only in like its fifth or sixth season. And it's fun to see them. It's fun to see them have success using so much of the, you know, the elements of the championship mindset and what, you know, it's still weird for me to not see Sid in a Sooner uniform or, I mean, I was thinking about this point. I don't want to get nostalgic on you, but, Sid was a freshman in 16, so 16, 17, 18, 19. In 2020, she had joined the staff as a grad assistant, but 2020 got shut down. So she came back in 21 and then finished her degree in 22. So this is the first time since 2016 that Sid Romero hasn't been a part of the Sooner softball team. And it's just, it's really cool to see her have the success that she's having. So, yes, we are. Yes, we are absolutely. Here's another unpopular opinion, Josh Helmer. I find myself rooting for the Big 12 teams. I said it. I said it. I find myself rooting for the Big 12 teams. I want to see Baylor. Well, Baylor's in Utah's regional, so scratch that. I wouldn't mind seeing Texas take out Texas A&M. Maybe see Oklahoma State get things right. Against Wichita State and Nebraska, we'll see. But I, I agree. I'm just like you. I'd love to see Texas and Oklahoma <laughs> State lose. <laughs> oh man! But yeah, I just uh, I think it's worth. I think it's worth rooting for. Pick a team. Pick a team like Duke. You know what? Really, what's funny now is you can pick about any team that you want, and there is an Oklahoma tie, in some way, shape, or form. Um, oh, and by the way, you were talking about the percentage of championships. Someone brings up a great point. Right, and I think we were thinking like football, basketball, and um, maybe just like the revenue sports. But it's a great point about the success that OSU has had in you know non-revenue sports. OSU is fourth in the country with 52 NCAA titles in all sports. The second Big 12 team is Texas with 47. So you're taking away eight national or seven national championships in football and a couple national titles from Texas too. But as far as just overall that percentage of titles that's leaving the Big 12, I mean, OSU has had so much success in men's golf and in wrestling that they've been able to stack up quite a few titles. Yeah, so uh, incredible. Incredible. Hey, I've got a, a couple questions for you on the way out next, if we, if we may. Let's do it next. It's the ref live from Riverwind Casino. Steelman and Thune at noon coming up right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, so you, you teed me up. With a couple of questions heading out the door, Josh Helmer. So what you got? What you got? So the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line would like to know your thoughts on the pitching rotation for the uh, Norman Regional ahead. And then I'm just curious, how uh, ready for this are you? How excited are you? What are the emotions like today? I get fired up. Um, I try to calm myself down. I, I get really, really excited now. Like, as soon as this show is over, I love this show. But when this show is over and the only thing that's left is softball today, it's almost like I have to really dial it back a bit. Like, I might go for a walk. I might get my run in or something. You know, many, many moons ago, I might burn a couple heaters and I'm good to go. But Josh can't do that anymore. Can't do it. But I just, 
I'm really pumped, man. I'm pumped to see what this team can do. I think that they've been waiting for this moment all year long, and now is that moment for them. So that fires me on a run. Number two, please don't get caught up in rotation. Don't use that word. Pitching depth works. Having a, a staff works. But it's there's not going to be a Friday, Saturday, Sunday mindset ever. And Coach talks about that endlessly. If you feel more comfortable with it, fine. Whatever makes you feel better. But I wouldn't be surprised to see a tone set and Jordy Ball get the start. Just say, let's go out there and let's let's set the tone. But again, Josh, we thought that last Friday, and Alex Duraco got the start against Iowa State. So, you know, maybe Nicole May, but I have the feeling it would go probably Ball, May, Storaco this weekend. But it depends on the matchups. If it's Missouri, they might go with Ball again. If it's Cal, I feel like that's a big Nicole May matchup. Long answer to a short, good question. A, I need to be sedated until first pitch, and B, I'll be shocked if it's not Jordy Ball tonight. Thanks to Justin, Colin, the entire crew here at Riverwind. Steelman's up next. Josh, have a great weekend, buddy. This is the home of Sooner fans.